He's uh, been our host for 246 fine episodes, but now he receives the title of Rocket League Team Captain, a much more honorable title. He's slim. This is the Paper Keg Show, uh, episode 247. One of the biggest shows in history, hands down. You know, our return. One final time with Superman, our dear friend. The final chapter. Return of Superman. Unofficial show sponsor, Rocket League for Xbox One. You know, join us. Join us. Join the league. Want, Unite the seven. Three on three. Join our clan. We have a VP of our Rocket League clan with us. Three living hosts. He's here tonight. He's fired up. Because I joked about a podcast. It has been recorded in a while. Welcome back, <laughs> Dan underscore A. Now, it's great to be back after last week's uh, gushing between my legs. You re- you know how to bring me right back down to uh, ground zero. Keep it all real for me. That's why for you and the Jonesy 2 gets to uh, experience, you probably see a, a, a shirt that I have on that makes me kind of look like uh, around. <laughs> yeah, it's like Superman's return garb. Huge, wide-open neck and shoulder line, like maybe something that Blanche from the Golden Girls would wear. But that's my... Nope, that's just my stretch-out sleep shirt, guys. Armpits blackened out. Is that your sleep like, shirt? Uh, uh, because it's, it's been many nights around me. Dug it's into my warm. armpits. It looks warm. Oh, it's very worn. It's old. It's old. And uh, the blackness won't come out of the armpits, and that's just for you guys tonight. So hot upstairs. I, I can't see her neckline, but I assume like many of my old shirts. Oh, it's it's actually lay flat on you. Usually, mine twist in like an accordion like emotion at my at my neck. Oh my god! How often do those sleep shirts get washed? Be honest with the yeah, with our friends of the show right now. All right, to pull. I mean, to pull the sleep shirt back a little bit. Probably every five days. So okay. it's decent. That's longer than I was expecting. Yeah, I know. That's why I had to keep. Um, I had to. <laughs> I had to. Throw, I had to throw the rebuttal in right away, so my audience isn't uh, throwing up in their cars on the way to work. <laughs> huh. Huh. Uh, final host. He's a writer. He is. He's often called the glue that holds our Rocket League clan together <laughs> by no one. Absolutely. Often called that. Very often. Uh, just last week, 
you know, Dale and I were playing Sans Jonesy. Jonesy was out of town, didn't bring his Xbox One with him for some reason, so we had to, you know, recruit some other people. Um, but he's back. Welcome back, Jonesy Loves Beer. I like to to think that I made it in Rocket League when I finally switched off of that interminable Batmobile skin and got my own mm-hmm. car going. I really feel that that was the moment when I stepped out of the shadow into the light, the Rocket League light, if you will. <laughs> like Martin Luther nailing that Reformation on the church door, but it was a list of my new Rocket League specs. Right. Yeah, like before, yeah. like be, it's always been the one set of footprints, but until you change cars, you just weren't sure. Right. That's when he carried me, you know? I feel like we're thick into what would what will eventually be called the Rocket League era of paper keg. <laughs> Where we only talk about Rocket League, mm-hmm. <laughs> we only talk about when we'll play next. That's brilliant! If we'll stay up until one o'clock to play Rocket League, egging each other on, fight one more game, one more rematch. You know, maybe we should play tonight. If I can be honest with you, it's been a long time. I mean, it's been since it's been, too it's long. been since uh, yeah. for Slim and I Saturday night we had a paper keg oh. meetup on Jeez, Rocket League. Four nights. I uh, I was Jones and so bad for it. I played it Sunday afternoon, even for like. Just the time trials, just the uh, the tutorials. I had to. I had to get. Did my you pick fix, up any you know? any? Just a reminder: Return of Superman is our book club. Bottom of the hour, right what around I the corner. Tr- I mean, more importantly, back to Rocket League. What I tried <laughs> to pick up was the, uh, and I think I got it a little bit. Is the zoom to the ball and bounce it into the net from like the wall, trying to get the angle in to like bounce it off the wall and into the net like broadside wise, mm-hmm. it, which is a move Dale and I like almost threw our controllers down on that game we played last week. So I've, I figured I'm going to fight fire with right. fire really, and learn that move right. myself. Well, that's page one of the Rocket League handbook is fight fire with fire. Yeah, yeah. That's step I mean, one. That's you know, actually the end of the book. <laughs> right, that's, I mean, it's you like. Know, they, have th- they have thermite, you bring napalm. You know, it's just, you burn it all down, burn it all down. Uh, so bottom line is what we're saying. If you have an Xbox One, you need to get Rocket League. It's 20 bucks for the probably the most enjoyable gaming experience of your life. Oh, yeah. Hands down. I mean, the, the, yeah, I remember we're, we were playing it the other night, and Dale remarked, you know, he's, he said, this makes Destiny look like hot garbage. That's what he said out loud. Do you remember that, Dale? Yeah, I mean, I mean at like being live like this, I feel like sometimes you're able to like put words into my mouth and I'll just agree with it, but it's very possible <laughs> I don't quite remember. Yeah. You know, and I've I've resigned you're, you're to the like, fact that you guys aren't going to get D- Destiny anytime soon and it's over. I mean, let's face it. The Destiny era, that one episode era of Paper Cake is over. And now we've and, moved and on. And I think right after that statement, you're like Skyrim, more like goodbye rim. And then you threw the disc into the garbage That's, disposal. That was a choice. I line. mean, you know, I was stunned. You know, when I get going, Slim, during the paper cake meetups, you're liable to hear anything comes out of my mouth. You know, yeah. you know, Slim. You have to realize Game of Thrones just started. He'll be like nut deep in Skyrim <laughs> in the next like four or five days. <laughs> He's gonna go can off to make his fire. I don't even know if you can get away with that, but I, I might allow it just oh this week. God. Just slip that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man 
Uh, that could be Jersey's best line ever on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Took me 247 episodes to work it in, but I got there. So I had, uh, I was going through the Comixology app. Disclaimer, I work for Comixology because I forgot, I was so busy today, I forgot to look at the new release list for Tuesday, the backlist. And we just released Daredevil Fall from Grace. Oh, yeah. How, I don't think I've ever read that, but I remember those covers being pretty baller. That's when he gets his um, samurai armor. Mm. That's that like true? Uh, the six, six, five or six issue. Yeah, it's like uh, a mini? six or something. Yeah, there's a cool scene in there where he fights some kind of version of Mephisto, I want to say, and his radar doesn't work. And I remember the layouts being incredible. The covers were really well done. It reminds me of what, um, what's his face that's doing Daredevil now with the whites and the blacks. Yeah, that the uh, you in fact behind the scenes you linked us to one of the covers and it was gorgeous, yeah. dynamite, gorgeous. So just throwing it out there, you know, we tentatively we have. Um, oh, I see. What do we have? Harbinger next week. I uh, you know let's go fall from grace only because we haven't read Daredevil in a while. It has been yeah, a while. as as a non voting member. I a member. I can only like suggest it to the board. Yeah, you're it's like a you guys you're like to, a yeah. you're like a binded delegate. So whatever yeah. we vote with, you have to then vote. Even if the popular vote is against me, I have to vote in your you know. Yeah, I mean, offline direction. you're telling us all the time about how Trump's getting screwed with you know the popular vote and how if he can't go to the the general election, et cetera, it's tough for you. That's right? what I mean. Yeah, it's always like. I recall, Slim, you're saying that why we play Rocket League. That's just the kind of stuff that's coming through the mic. I'm saying stuff like, even though I'm a registered Democrat, it's all a ruse so I can get my boy Trump in the office. You know, I really trumpet his, uh, that, really that's a terrible line. Let's just go back <laughs> to what you guys I'll tell you saying. what, you just shoved your registered big bees through the microphone there with declaring. <laughs> <laughs> declaring. Uh, how about I voted today and they didn't even need my voter my license at all. I was so flabbergasted yeah. by that. I guess that's a Pennsylvania law. My my wife and I like to uh, look at our original signatures and see how much they've changed mm-hmm. since we first yeah. voted. I also got scolded for using my phone when I walked into the firehouse polling station. Apparently you can't use a phone. It's an election law. Really? I didn't know it's that. It's a recording device. I was, I was taking pictures of my kid like... <gasps> During the voting, oh my God, you probably, yeah, we probably you probably wooed all the voter volunteers over there with your kids. Yeah, yeah they were a bunch of old biddies. They weren't into it, oh, you know. Word. Probably like the shirt I'm wearing. I will tell you what, <laughs> my word, <laughs> you, know. you Dale, if you walked in with that sleeve shirt over the shoulder, showing number, huh? that just that upper chest area, that clavicle this neckline, they would have lost their minds seeing your clav. <laughs> Do we want to get into uh, our book club this week? Rocket League just around the corner. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jonesy, please. Return of Superman. This is it. This is what we've all been waiting for. The Battle of the Four Supermen is at a fever pitch. You know, we know now that Cyborg uh, Superman is not the real deal. He pretty much uh, destroys uh, Coast City home of the Hal Jordan's Green Lantern Earth residence. You know, Cyborg is all in there. Uh, it turns out he was a, a dude from Earth 
who got sent to space, sort of, and is now an evil, <laughs> an evil Superman. And uh, the other Supermen are out to stop him. But you know who's the only thing that can stop him? Do you know who it is? Love. It's the real Superman, bro. Kal-El. Uh, I solved the riddle <laughs> of how Superman returns. He goes in a cocoon. That he, uh, he uses a Gundam to walk back to Metropolis. <laughs> he fights uh, Cyborg Superman to a standstill. Kal-El's Gundam in paradise Walking the ocean floor Random scientists get killed, no one cares Registered Democrat And then the last three issues are basically every obscure character in the DCU reminding the audience that this can never happen again. This was super rare. Superman can never come back. So we did it, but it can't ever happen again. This is a once next time it's for real, guys. For about 90 pages. I mean, who was that? Was that Kessel or Jan Jurgens who covered his tracks like that? Like nobody can. (laughs) I want to say it was Jurgens. I want to say it was danger. Like also, it was like a full second issue of explaining what the heck happened, like two episodes, two issues ago that we already explained. Their version of Constantine showed up, oh, yeah. or don't they have Constantine? Oh, God, that guy was brutal. So their poor man's Constantine. I think it was Doctor Joe Occult. Well, actually, wouldn't Hellblazer be Constantine? Yeah, yeah, but he, they didn't use him. The obvious choice they used uh, Doctor Joe. Also, Occult. I thought it was funny how in that issue we're like already skipping to like the last issue, but how Lois. After he said his name, which was Dr. Occult, Lois is like, really? Your name's Dr. Occult? Like, Lois, you're standing next to Superman in red and blue tights and a mullet. Why don't you just take a step back? <laughs> really? Dr. Check Occult? Yourself. Really, really creative. So is that, is that your synopsis, Gen Z? That's, I, I don't think I could go any further with the synopsis. And that's not to say that the book was bad. It's just that I think they tied, a, tied it up in a bow and they realized they had extra ribbon. Mm-hmm. And they're like, for real, we can't use it to tie another gift. This is just excess ribbon. It, especially in this collection. I feel like this collection was packaged strangely. You could have lopped off the last three issues. Without a doubt. And because I, I first started it, and like the first, this maybe the second issue, Cyborg Superman reveals himself as oh, the villain. Man. And I looked at the page count, I'm, and I was like, page 80 out of 450 i was like what is going on for the next 500 (laughs) pages here and and that blew because i didn't remember that battle being so that blew me away because i i figured like this whole volume superman was going to appear at the last issue i thought we were going to get like an entire reign of the superman book and then the return would be the last issue i i assumed Mm -hmm. you know that wasn't the case you know it was I, I think the one disappointing element and which I feel like was a missed opportunity. So Kal-El comes back. He doesn't have his powers and he's got to use these two like 
guns, these Krypton guns, these Krypton chain guns. And he has this black suit, and it's super 90s, and I get it. But they miss an opportunity, like, to do something cinematic where, like, maybe his his powers start to return slowly or like a beam of light of the sun hits him and like all of a sudden he's Superman again. Yeah. Instead they do it like the eradicator jumps in front of a laser beam mm. and then you find out like an issue later that the eradicator cells swapped with Kal-El and the laser beam facilitated that. Like it was so like sci-fi on purpose that I think there could have been a much more graceful way of like or him like somehow like ripping over the black suit and his blue suits under it that classic him unbuttoning his shirt scene could have been redone just like a big missed opportunity with the climax of this book i think to to, like recall like the iconography iconography i don't know how to say that word of superman in this book the um absolutely agree because I didn't realize, but like early on, maybe right before Cyborg was revealed to be evil, they show Kal-El come out of the regeneration matrix, but they don't tell you that it's Kal-El. Like you hear him talking to his like Krypton robot servants and he has short hair when he comes Mm -hmm. out. And I was like, whoa, what? He's out of it? And then you don't see him again for like three issues, but you hear someone talking about getting into a suit and getting to Metropolis. And that's his return he gets into like um robot batman suit and just walks underwater for three issues and then slips out in like an egg water cocoon and is back like they drew it out for so long but i'm thinking to myself like you had months to just craft the the best superman return ever and this that was it this is it like he just appears and is powerless and he uses guns come on guys so there, there's this scene in the Ultimates Volume 1. Uh, I think the issue is Hulk does Manhattan. And at this point, you haven't met Thor much, right? So, like, Hulk is, like, just, like, beat the crap out of Captain America and all is lost. And they set up in two pages, like, all of a sudden it starts to rain in Manhattan. And then, like, raindrops fall on the Hulk. And all of a sudden there's, like, a clap of thunder and the next page is this huge two-panel reveal of Thor smashing the Hulk. All right, so huge cinematic moment for basically, which is a, a a throwaway character in that universe. You could have done, you know, that they're at the climax of the fight. They're not going to win. All of a sudden, you're on the cornfields of Kansas, and a ball of wind blows like all the cornfields flat. You know, you could have done all the stuff we we like about Superman off screen and then had that moment where he just uppercuts Cyborg in the blue suit, Superman's back. Everybody has the popcorn moment. But instead, like you said, it's 90 pages of him walking in a robot suit on the ocean floor. By the way, many scientists dying to study this suit and not dying as in they're excited, as in they're killed instantly. Uh, during this altercation because they work for Luthor and never to be discussed again. Their lives mean nothing <laughs> because Robot Superman has to get to Metropolis. Man, man, I really like this before you guys opened your yaps and started talking about it. Um, <laughs> I, I liked what I read. I mean, the it like like Jonesy said, I get it. It was the 90s. Like Superman needed guns for some reason, whatever. But overall... 
I tried to take it all in stride with like a grain of salt because in the back of my head, like I'm just like, it's not, it's going to be better than Max, what Max Landis told me it's going to be. You know what I mean? With like his uh, soliloquy, drunken rant on YouTube. And I mean, it was better. Like it was cheesy, but it's a comic book. You know what I mean? So I tried to keep that all in mind. And I I ended up convi- I really liked it. It's just you're right the cinematic the cinematic nature of it, and I'm trying to keep it all in perspective because like w- Slim, you brought it up last week. It it just was a poorly designed event. Like it's it was written like a six. It's like an event before there was events. It, uh, exactly because I mean this could have been. Like, there was a year without Peter Parker Spider-Man. Like, but this just wasn't the case. And maybe because there was a sense of urgency from, you know, a DC brass that Superman couldn't be gone that long. So they, they like, packaged this story containing many issues, but it took place over four to six months. And everything happened in that span. But, like, cinematically, it's just... Superman, it falls yeah, flat. Yeah, because it because just, because of the pacing, it was just written, and maybe it's just me and how I feel like a, a a death and return of Superman, the most iconic character in comics, should have been written, and it was just written or handled like uh, any other character. Yeah, 20 years later, looking back, it just feels like a cash grab now versus which, like anything done artistically. Which is strange because Death of Superman was cinematically gorgeous. Like that mm-hmm. that last issue, the issues before it, like that was really beautiful and those pages are iconic. So I don't understand, and maybe it was scheduling, maybe they were like, you guys need to bring Superman back ASAP. <laughs> right, I mean, because um, this was in the news. And it didn't allow time for that for that beautiful planning that, was it, was it Jurgens? who drew that last issue with all those famous panels, or did he do, like, breakdowns and someone else came over and did finishes? I really liked whatever title that was. Yeah, I really liked that. I think I he know. did breakdowns. Yeah. I liked, I liked that issue, and... I mean, but that... It's it's a big piece of it, but I agree with you, Dale. I did like it. I did just didn't like it as much as Reign of Superman. Reign of Superman. And you just feel like the return of Superman could have been, you know, more 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 planned or didn't feel so rushed but um yeah the, the i i, I want to mention whoever's the artist of man of steel is it like john bogdanov or something like that his art's gorgeous in these books when steel is fighting uh cyborg superman in that one issue just stunning oh, yeah, stuff yeah. that's that's and, really nice and again i just fell in love with the superboy character his his title Tom Grummet, I think, was doing it. the The art on that book was like nobody else could capture Superboy, like the artist on the main Superboy title. Sometimes, sometimes the other artist drew him like a young man, like in his like yeah, taller, yeah. not very boyish. But his title just picture perfect for that time frame. The it's it's funny how many elements of this uh, storyline were like thrown into Man of Steel. 
like basically instead of Cyborg Superman, it was Zod trying to terraform Earth. Yeah, but there was a lot of. Did they even, they did they even call it the World yeah, Engine? Yeah, and this is Engine I City, but name still. Checked. And they had the regeneration and matrix in Batman vs Superman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, to make the uh, which I'm assuming that they might use. Well, oh, hold oh, that comment okay. to myself. But I mean, <laughs> it, but, like it's right. It's a comic. I convinced myself that I like it, and it's a comic. But like. Cyborg Superman kills 7 million people in Coast City. Absolutely. This is the biggest event in DC Comics the, history. No question. There's no question. Killed. There's, there's it. He's he's a million times worse than Hitler. He is whatever, whatever the most nefarious evil person in DC mm-hmm. history ever will be, ever. It's Cyborg Superman. He destroys Coast, Coast, Coast City. City. Yeah. Green Lantern's hometown towards the end of the book. He terraforms it into trying engine city. Doesn't he doesn't he also get Santa Fe or something like that? Oh, like, I don't know. Uh, like but in the travel path on his way to Metropolis? It's, a, it's definitely possible. Probably. <laughs> but seven seven million people. That's it. The books you should just end the book there. Yes. Like every character should just poop like, immediately. Ex- exactly. And that's part of like why yeah, nobody should be off nope, planet. There's ju- the the Bobo you know Justice I mean? League, whoever they are, Metamorpho and friends, <laughs> shouldn't be on the moon on some submission, and Green Lantern shouldn't show up at the very end with zero other lanterns. Yeah, there should be 5,000 Green Lanterns surrounding the planet. The entire Green Lantern Corps should have felt <laughs> the death in their rings. Like you should have had a, a, a frame of Princess Leia somewhere feeling the the the, the right, immense right, death exactly. happening, and even I mean whoever God bless whoever was writing the Green Lantern issue, yeah whoever right was forced to fit this into their work, but they inserted the Green Lantern issue, probably one of the mm-hmm. worst issues. I mean, not this is like a big popular thing, probably one of the worst issues ever for a character having to deal with seven million deaths. At, like no, you're he yeah, absolutely is not right feeling it i mean he all. went through all the stages Ugh. of grief in 21 well, he's got to be back to to like mars the next issue like he can only spend like 10 minutes on coast city before he has to yeah. get back to you know alpha centauri which i think eventually like this is what made green lantern crazy like he tries to rebuild mm-hmm. coast city using his ring and i think that was probably the better but like at the time like this issue man i i felt terrible reading this like man this is a, this is a swing and a miss for green lantern to react to right. this i mean for any of the characters to react like i mean it's in like in the planning like can we just and and you can just tell they tried with like one off lines to like justify the fact that 7 million people could be dead in a comic book like and there's no tears like nobody's there's no tears coming through that eyeball mask of yours? Anybody? <laughs> the worst part was at the end where they defeat Cyborg Superman and Superman, like, he gets his costume back somehow. I can't remember. I think some tycho, psychokinetic finagling yeah. happens. No, I, think it was a, I think it was a Supergirl Magic rearranged trick. the molecules of, yeah. you know, She should have just worn, tatter. like, a top hat and pulled out the costume for <laughs> Superman at that point. But Superman is, like, back. They're they're basking in his return, and Green Lantern has like a little cast on his arm. He's like Superman, you know, you deserve this. Why don't you head out? We'll take care of this mess. 
he literally says, we'll take care of this mess, or we'll take care of this, right. you go. Seven million corpses, your city. You're just going to let Superman fly away and enjoy and, the and, sunset. And, like, and they keep reiterating the fact that it's the size of Los Angeles. This mess that needs to be cleaned up, and you're dismissing Superman. You should be calling in everybody. They shouldn't. You shouldn't have to call should, in anybody. I mean, they should just show up. You should. Superman. Be, it, you should be, should be immediately stacking girders. Like, he, I mean, he should be like he should be losing control of his Green Lantern ring. He should be like, you know, it should be going haywire. Like he's on LSD. Like, he's grieving. Yeah, he so should hard. have went nuts then Ugh. because because he could, he wasn't there. Seven million. People. Like uh, cyborg Superman, where where is cyborg Superman's mentioned in every DC comic ever? I from know this Wh- catastrophe. Where where's my book of Green Lantern, like tracking down the alien race that spawned those pirates that destroyed the thing in the first place? Listen, I don't want to always come back to Heath Houston, Fear Agent, right? But by God, he had his revenge on that alien and race. He my friends, if we all and remember, he suffered and he kept he, suffering. Green Lantern should have went Heath Houston on Mongol's alien race yeah. is what he should have done. And 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 it's like blown up their coast city. It's and it's like I was getting I was getting through this story like it was very it was so readable, it was such a good entertaining story and then they would bring it up again and I'm like mother f like I couldn't it was hard to get around that only because no attention was paid to that. It was like a detail. And how about uh Aquaman showed up like they had this grand plan at the end to just like turn over engine city into the ocean and Aquaman's like hold on you can't just turn this over into my ocean without discussing me seven million people Aquaman are dead let's let's continue the dialogue about this please is one more cement block on the bottom of the ocean gonna bother right now like can we please bury our dead and the so shot he's like Aquaman. raising himself out of the water and the hair the water's like dripping off his hair like he's uh he even had like long hair too look- yeah it, it was i mean it was crazy it was crazy but i i also i mean so superman came back and he's wearing this black outfit and he's he's got these big splash page where he like reveals that he's like taking care of business he doesn't have his powers he brings out these guns and i felt like that just was a big reversal of superman like i get he needs to do something he's kind of like feeble but he's shooting these aliens a lot in the scene like and but then at the same time like an issue later is like you know i value every life you know uh, i have to make i have to i have to unless you're from mongol world yeah unless they're they're the mongolians in which case he's like popping off headshots left and right and he doesn't (laughs) give a crap i didn't understand that one bit yeah, the yeah the I mean the it's like the creative teams were just up to their nuts in <laughs> like nineties. They're 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 <laughs> du- they're nut deep in nineties uh, in nineties like commando violence. Yeah, exactly. Like they like they gave he's he's like Lorenzo Lamas and uh, Peter Paul David Paul. <laughs> all renegade all over this mess yeah like they're just like giving this long mullet hair like give keep the keep let them have the short hair that it came out of the matrix with i really could have gone for kal-el and skin tight jeans and a leather vest just the vest with the s on it and maybe like snake skin boots yeah. <laughs> i mean they, they might have had that in the pitch meetings riding his kryptonian harley across mm-hmm. the ocean floor Killing random helpless scientists. 
Kalel the Conqueror. Kalel Renegade. Kalenegade. How I I really liked uh it was as goofy as it was the the story of the eradicator I kind of dug. Hmm. And like his reason for taking taking the body. Like it was it was kind of cool with me. It was it was neat that he was uh using Superman's body basically as a power battery to because he couldn't soak up the powers himself other than the fact that as a you know he's like this he turned out he was just the AI of the Fortress of Solitude mm-hmm. or something like that. There was I, I feel like his backstory his whole thing was explained like eight times or and yeah. using flashbacks. <laughs> they wanted to make sure you understood like cuz it was so wacky. And then And then go ahead. But oh, just to make sure I don't know if you guys got this but this can never happen again. <laughs> right. Like, he, the regeneration right. matrix can never save Superman again. <laughs> just FYI. I, the, line, right. the line was like, without a doubt, this could never be used the same way again. And they're yeah, they're using that exact certainty at the same time <laughs> at the same time they said with certainty that Superman was dead and he's never coming back. Right. <laughs> so yeah. totally believable. How about poor Lois uh having to deal with this, another Superman coming back, but also the, her bow that yeah. she's dating. It's been they say it's been a month since he died like they say time frame wise this has been one month she's going right. on dates with this ponytailed loser and kissing and his him. name is jeb jeb <laughs> yeah i don't understand that one way that went very fast that that was just like we got to get some love triangle drama in there because it's a comic book but it was like jeb was totally like man what was he Jeb was ready to put something in her drink every scene, I feel like. Yeah, he, oh yeah, he was he might as well have been like audibly talking about it out loud because he he <laughs> knew she wasn't paying attention to it and he was just going to like fully take advantage of that and and just slip something in that mm-hmm. drink. And then he's like never talked about again, I feel like. And when when Clark comes back, Jeb's out of the picture. He's it's like he was never there in the first place. That there's never like a Jeb. This can never be. There's just like there, I feel. There's a throwaway scene where like he's in an elevator with a bouquet of flowers. You know, dings open, and then there's the bullpen of uh, the Daily Planet. He like walks over, and there's Clark and Lois. You know, making out. He just throws the flowers in a <laughs> wastebasket. Jumps off the top. Goes of back. The was there that? <laughs> are, are you saying that there was that scene, or there should have been that scene? There should have been that scene. Oh. Also, the uh, the well, how about the huge realization that he tried to make for Lois that Lois was in love with Superman and not Clark the entire oh, time yeah. or something yeah. like that? Like, okay, come on, Jeb, Brief, detective, Jeb. get out of here! No, you're so on the nose, Jeb. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the this also talked about how you know Clark Kent, quote unquote, has been missing since the death of Superman. And, like, day one, Superman rescues, finds someone in, like, a fallout shelter. And they're like, oh, there's our out for Clark. We can just say he was in a fallout shelter. Like, come on. You, why not let Clark be gone for another few months? I know. Seriously. Exactly. Lois has got what she wants. Yeah. You don't need Clark. Yeah. <laughs> for a time, anyway. I, I love the line, though, because he was like, oh, I've done this before. Maybe he was, like, Superman's like, yeah, I've done this before. Maybe he had amnesia or something. And then 
uh, who was lost out to sea. And then they're, and Lois is like, no, that's crazy. And then like Perry White's talking about it. And Superman's like, well, I mean, Clark could have amnesia or be lost out to sea. <laughs> Let's not forgo the fact that it could be any one of these reasons. <laughs> it's like, that was like a cool comedic line that he, I hope it was done in comedy. Mm-hmm. But I picture him saying it in comedy, like, hey, he could, anything could be happening to Clark Kent right now. I uh, the one scene where I think it was Lois was trying to talk her way into going to Coast City, even though it was eradicated. And right. I think someone said like, "Well, Superman's not around to save you," and she was like, "I've never been in a situation where I couldn't have gotten out of myself." And like in my head, I just had like a screenshot flashed like slideshow of her being thrown off a building like 30 times, <laughs> never being able or to get literally out of being next to like a nuclear bomb. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they call that a smash cut in the movies. <laughs> smash cut montage of her plummeting 50 just times. At just all the times she's caught a bullet before it's hit her face. Just We're like a helicopter going again. down into a building and she <laughs> gets caught by Superman. But yeah, there's... The, um, the, but when he comes back in the morning that he wakes her up at the window. That, and was, he wake, cool. that was great. Yeah, that was that was feel good because she throws open the curtain and all you see is this huge chest with the S there. That was that very was cinematic amazing. too. I mean, that was what we were looking for for the return, the literal return. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. It's so strange because I remember what I mentioned earlier about how they show Clark briefly in that one issue and he's wearing the Kryptonian black suit. I wonder... I'd love to read like uh you know what do they call those interviews with the creators and it's in text form is it like open or like spoken history or the oral history like I'd love Ted to read talk. an oral history of this storyline with all the writers and like why they did this or like you know remember that time we showed Clark in like part 2 and then we had to withhold him for like six issues cuz management was like x y and z it's just there's so much mm-hmm. history behind this book that there's just nothing out there, at least that I've found. Yeah, it would be amazing to hear from one of the like editorial staff or something who was like behind the scenes trying to keep it all together. It would it would be fantastic to attend. Like, I don't know, like you would want to like attend a Q and A or a panel, and then you just helm them for. Maybe we should see if Jan Jersens can come on the podcast. <laughs> Let's break format just for an episode or two, just so we can get down. You know Jan would be into it. He probably he'd be, he's probably he'd be listening super right down. now. I just type a little letter saying, you know, your Thor run echoes in eternity. You know, first he can't come on the show until he plays on our Rocket League clan, and then oh yeah, well, you know, that should be a prerequisite for all guests. They have yeah. to prove their skills in the Rocket League sure. arena. Sure, they're all enlisting. They're all asking to come on anyway, so might as well weed them out. They're getting yeah. their they're auto all, reply. They're all go banging the door down. Ready in Google inbox. <laughs> we, of course, we have to grandfather in anyone who has been here already, right? You know, so there's no friction. Well, yeah. I don't know, Scotty Young. We might have to have. He might have to fire up Rocket League. Well, of course not, Scotty. I, I believe yeah. Scotty is up to the challenge. Of, you know, maybe you know, we'll throw the gauntlet down. Maybe we do the interview. While playing Rocket League, oh man! Why don't we change the format and Gold. we just record on a Twitch channel while we all play Rocket League and just vaguely talk about comic That's books? That's it. That's the audio interspersed Done. with Jonesy accidentally scoring on her own goal or <laughs> zipping Habits. through helicopter style in his Batmobile into screen, <laughs> blowing up. 
flat spin like Maverick's dad died. R.I.P. <laughs> Goose. Goose. Are you with me, Goose? What a book. What a run. I mean, how about us going through them all like that? Yeah? It just It takes stamina. We had real DC stamina. Be keggers in cars reading comic books. <laughs> cars we'll with we'll, we'll work on that. We'll work on that title. That's a we'll work, work in progress. Yeah, that's a working title. Patent pending, just in case. Trademark it. The, uh, here, it. But speaking of that play on words, Jerry Seinfeld got a shout out. Shout out. I wonder if he... I was going to tweet him today. I'll, maybe I'll tweet him later to see if he was giggled at all that he got a mention in Superman because Superman is his favorite. Well, he has the same hair now as Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's why they brought him back like that. Well, we'll get Jerry on Rocket then, League. We'll do the interview yeah. on Rocket League. Oh man, That'll come if out he fantastic. can, if he can come close to us, you know, if he can't, we have to shut him down. You know, if he's no good, right? Shut that's Jerry down. We'll put him on the other team. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's fine. Three versus him and and, and uh, Karate Chop and Gerwin and Hollywood, <laughs> the computer opponents. <Gerwin>. <laughs> Uh, Gerwin is that that's like a total cat name. What was oh was it Nermal? Was that Garfield's Nermal? Nermal. Yeah, yeah. Gerwin. Uh, <laughs> it's like all these top, top gun names and then Gerwin. What about the uh Clark at the end though, like updated hip Clark moving in with Jimmy Olsen. Oh yeah, like they were gonna bosom buddies. They were gonna and then they said what his face Jimmy said, you know, this we got a celery, we got a blast from Van Halen. <laughs> yes. And Clark's like, Yeah, turn it up, Jimmy. Padma. And I had I looked it up because I was like, when is this? Because I thought Sammy Hagar had left by then, but Sammy Hagar Hagar was in the group for two more years before he left and Gary Sharon joined. So oh I mean, it, this comic may have well broke up Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent. So Crank it up. The song they blasted had to be like dreams. <laughs> Crank it up, Jimmy. The so end. Baby I mean, that's the last scene eyes. of the book, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I say we turn it up. After all, what I've been through, maybe it's time to learn some new tricks. <laughs> Let's crank up some Van Halen to celebrate if it's too loud. And then Clark interjects, I say we turn it up. <laughs> And he's staring at us, fourth wall style. I mean, you have to review the script, and then someone says, I'm not sure about this Van Halen line at the end of the book. It feels a little off tone right now. Turn it up. Turn it. I say we turn it up, Jimmy. I feel like the book really stayed on message <laughs> until that last page. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. What was the I only Tom have one Cruise life left, apparently. Where it like freeze frame. That was like a freeze frame oh, yeah. ending to the movie. Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. It wasn't all the right moves. It was losing it. Oh, losing, losing it. it. Oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not sure we can top that one. Mm-hmm. That yeah, we, we just need to move on. It's done. Return of Superman. We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. I'm just saying it's 10:30 right now. We're at a great pace for some. uh, We're chewing action. 
I say turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> Our first letter, uh, only letter, comes to us from the bosses. Yeah, they keep the lights on around here. Uh, they write, guys, you've done a lot of episodes of this here little radio show, and the slender paper keg podcast spinner rack, trademark, doesn't know what to do with itself. Too many good books to display. So we're thinking of how we can keep the little spinner fresh and useful, and we thought it featured PKG books, picks, sorry, PKG picks, based on genre. Mm. We're going to go through our master paper keg podcast spinner rack TM database to add a genre filter, but we're probably going to need some help nailing down all the various themes and interests. We've got the Van Halen theme genre down. Well, yeah. this is yeah. important because perhaps with new recordings, you could include genre and theme with a recap. Jonesy, do you hear me, Jonesy? So I'm getting some direct producing Man. from the sponsors. Mm. I mean, like, uh, this looks like Wayne's Basement, but this isn't Wayne's Basement. <laughs> uh, we'll do some genre, uh, genre-fying on our own over here, but keep a lookout, if you would, for a massive list of all your accomplishments that now need further attention because you got too big and you read stuff people want to read, and come one, we can't do this alone. Yours forever and always, Sarah. Sarah Titus, our dear friends, the comic book shop, throwing down the genre gauntlet. So perhaps uh, at the beginning of my uh, recap, I can just say, hey, this is 90s, this is X, whatever, you know. I'm sure I'll be much more eloquent. You thought you had to say a genre, and all you could think of was X. X, <laughs> 90s or X, which tells you what what I uh, genre I was living. X. That's like the X. network, you know. It's like classic Larry Sanders, the network, trying to you know give us getting feedback. Ne- we're getting notes. The network wants to talk. Network meetings. This is what this is what the shows come to. That's where we are in, in our career. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's a great great idea from the comic book shop it in is. Delaware. Yeah, thank you for writing us. I mean, that like God bless them. They're God amazing bless. over there. The paper keg spinner rack has, is going strong after all this time, and probably to uh, you know, I should probably get in there and try to curate that sucker every once in a while. Like they do it all, and they're amazing. Tell you what would look great on a business card for you, Dale, curator. Mm. Not even you know. Mm. Not spinner rack curator, just curator. You just curator, because you could do that with anything. Oh my god! Yes. VP Put my of curation. email on there. Hmm. Man alive. My Twitter name on there. Hmm. What about that. Hmm. So thank you to the official show sponsor. We don't say it enough. You know, they are definitely the official show sponsor. Wilmington, Delaware. Call them. They have a website. They have a Comicsology storefront. You know, it's all there at their website, thecomicbookshop.com. We love them. They love us. Thank you for your support, guys. I agree with everything you said. I also want to support that statement uh, as well. Yeah. Hopefully next week we have a sponsorship from Dale's Sleep Shirt Company. You know, paper cake sleep shirts. Yeah. Coming up, wide neck. Look at this stretched out neck. That's the only size. It'll Stare come into wide it. Neck. Blouse. <laughs> Blouse. Next week, potentially Daredevil, Fall from Grace. We'll see. 
everybody next week. Twitter wire from Art of Atlanta. Why does Jonesy hate America? Oh my gosh. Jonesy, you have the floor, please. Uh, Let's see. What are my canned responses? Why do I hate America? Is he watching us right now? How does he know? He just got totally a on. feeling that. Oh, oh, it's, it's in he probably reply got to my earlier. By uh, he did, actually. Uh, <laughs> Oh, because of my my jury duty joking. Why don't I hate America? I I didn't realize people were so adamant about going to jury duty. Like, that's a thing people love to do. I don't think they love it. I feel like they respect it. Exactly. They respect it. They might complain about it. But deep down, they know that this is a a freedom that not many people get to experience. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you give back. You're giving back to the freedoms afforded to you as an American citizen. Yeah. yeah. Freedom. I, think I, I feel like you guys are really changing my mind on this, really taking me to task. And just, you're doing the Lord's work. And just, just maybe if you could change one person, one heart, you've done the bare minimum yeah. of your civic duty, yeah. you know? We want to help, help you find your true self. You know, we want to enrich number your 10. life and therefore enrich the lives around you. That's very deep. Like That's very Confucius. Over not there. deep. <laughs> not not, not <laughs> deep in philosophy. New podcast name, Nut Deep. <laughs> Maybe that's what you should have called the flap. I thought we could go back in time, leap into our past selves, <laughs> say Nut Deep. What a show. I mean, I'm ready and rare and first Rocket League, boys. You know, we you know? we have to pull the curtain back. We have to record a roundtable, which is a little late. We got to get that in the can. Get it in the can. Jonesy. So we can prep for the next one. 3 a.m. drive time. It's going to host that one right after we record this. College radio. And then we'll see. I have an ant on my arm. Oh, God. The ants are running this house now. FYI. They run it. Is that a scout? For the larger force? I don't know. Just He's an ant ranger, they, just going out into the upstairs, scoping it out. They can have their space, just let me have my space. We can cohabitate in this home. <laughs> For all I care. Sometimes it's just easier. <laughs> you know? A war of attrition. Jones, are you coming over to the house Saturday? Are you coming to this thing? For? Friendsgiving? I, what, I mean, I don't want to air our dirty laundry, but it was not invited. It's because you're not on Facebook, probably. Mm, happens to me all the time. What are you doing Saturday? Time. Saturday, I'll be in the coal region. There you go. 
Couldn't have made it anyway. So there you go. We're all friends here. It's we continue. You know, I you say friends. I say three people that say whatever they want to each other without fear of retribution. You know, whatever definition <laughs> is closest. Somebody was asking me about a, another beach trip this weekend or this 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 year, mm. but we that that planning fell off. Uh, Are you talking about OBX? You talking about? Uh, yeah, or I think we weren't doing OBX this year. We we're just gonna try to do like a long weekend. Really? That's like your, that the rumor your tentpole deal? vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I believe, I mean, for, it's just with Grayson, Grayson missed a week of school last year and it's just going to get harder, harder and harder for that to happen. And then, cause once they start getting sick and mm-hmm. like, sick I would days. love to, yeah. but that's a great trip. Mm. It's a really great trip. Mm. Remember that hot tub? You guys are showing each other your receipts. Listening to DMB all night long. Oh, man. All week, all night long, all week long. It was like, I can't wait to see D-Sale this weekend just so I can relive the glory. Like, it was a revealing trip. Yeah. Because we really got into it. Yeah, maybe if we get a handle on that Apple Hi-Fi, maybe we can just only play Dave Matthews for the festivities. Just like old times. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't there, but it feels right. It does. Oh, it was right. It was so right. You know, maybe just put on Say Goodbye on a loop. My personal favorite D&B song, you know? I was Not super, it was a asked. super harrowing week. I mean, Grayson started a new school, so like he didn't know anybody as it was. And then he missed a week. Mm. Tough, you know? Yeah. Plus we have Q316 this year. Hmm. Mm. That'll be the trip to end all trips. Tell you what. Download locally just in case. There's gonna be some some uh Patreon exclusive episodes. If we even have internet access, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, that's I I think we have wireless there. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And, until we like until we go on our hike, our camping hike away from the cabin. Yeah, how we then we will have how, nothing. How are we feeling about our, our, our uh hikes? In uh, in that location, we all confident. I'm we ready. Got, we got our outfits picked out. Hiking I got some outfits. flannel. I got some new jeans today that fit. Very impressed with myself. Down from so a 46 have... waist to a 40. Boom! Wow! Boom! Fantastic, Jonesy. I might be under a 40 waist next month for the first time in like 15 years. My God! Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with all this extra denim? <laughs> I'll have to make a strapping rag for my uh, my razors. Maybe you can make some kind of denim shawl to match Dale's uh, basement shawls. <laughs> Going to make a denim cloak. 